0: Project Luminous has finally been revealed, and yeah, all the rumors were kind of right. It's going to be Star Wars The High Republic, and this isn't going to be just a breakdown of what was announced, because a lot of people have already done that, though I will talk about some of that just in case you haven't paid attention to all that. I want to talk about what this could mean, not only for the future of Star Wars, but for media franchises in general. I think there's some good, some bad, and some potentially ugly. And I think we need to think about all that. So let's talk about Star Wars the High Republic on today's episode of Project Shadow. I have something to say. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And today we're going to be talking about Star Wars The High Republic or Project Luminous, whichever you've heard it called before, or maybe you've not heard about it at all. In fact, hello. Alrighty, But before we get into all that, and there is a lot to talk about. If you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate This podcast and whatever app you're listening to me on, it does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance there is of us actually communicating with each other, which is why I do this podcast in the first place. Thank you to everybody who's already done that. And if you're listening to me on a platform that doesn't allow you to rate the podcasts, you know, if you know some people that might like it, please share. That helps out so much more than you will ever know. Alrighty. Let's just get into it. So uh, Project Luminous has been this thing just kind of looming out there. And we knew that there was going to be a big announcement. And now we have it. We know what it is. They got five authors together and a bunch of concept artists. And they're doing a massive multimedia new set of stories. That I'm a little bit concerned about exactly how multimedia this is going to be, especially since they are using this phrase. If I can quote from Star com, They're approaching the new integrated storytelling plan that will encompass several individual stories told over everything from novels to YA fiction to comics for all ages. Okay. <clears throat> so... My my first concern here is they they had video game people in the room with the announcement. They did not. I don't think they actually announced any video games, but there were some people there that were known for that. So I, I have I have a feeling that what we're actually going to get is some more, more of those VR things that they're doing because they they seem very like enamored with that. There there may be other video game stuff. The most interesting. And bizarre part of this is that they brought IDW in. So Marvel is going to be doing some comics. And IDW is going to be doing some comics. And hmm. Huh, <laughs> I find that strange. Just because I, I feel like this is Disney for the first time starting to realize that their monopoly on the franchise. And on just media in general, the stranglehold that they have on some of the most important IP culturally right now could potentially in future be a problem for them. And thus they're bringing IDW in to do some work. Now, I'm not against this. IDW have published some really good comics over the years, but it is a strange thing to see them bringing IDW in. I I mean, it's, it's just weird that they're doing that especially when they own Marvel and you would think that they would have just kept it all in house. I think that's a symptom of something that we don't know. And I'm curious, I'm curious how that's going to play out, especially since they took all of star Wars back from dark horse. The fact that they're reaching out to IDW and including them in this, I think that's interesting. So before we get into the actual stories and stuff that are going to be coming out, I, I have some concerns. First and foremost, that they've made it clear that this is not going to overlap with any of the films that are currently in process. And this is not necessarily a bad thing. I am not opposed to that idea. I kind of like that they're giving the books and the comics some breathing room and kind of a shared universe for themselves to live in for a bit. And I don't think that that's an accident. <laughs> I really don't. I I have a feeling that this is the first test bed of using the extended universe. And I'm going to use that term for everything. That's not a movie to play around with things that they may want to invest in for either Disney plus or as a theatrical release. And they have to get that ball rolling. The films that are currently in production, while we don't know too much about them, we know that Ryan Johnson was working on a trilogy, and we know that Benioff and Weiss were working on a trilogy, but they are not doing it anymore, and we don't know the fate of that one, if it got handed off to somebody else or if it's just gone. So we're going to get that first, and I think that's because they've already sunk cost into it they've already made contracts the ship is already heading in that direction but they know that they want to start developing a back catalog of stories that they can tell that they can draw from that people will be excited to see on screen and so like with marvel who still produce comics that are telling stories about the characters that are in the movies and characters that will potentially be in the movies. That is a good test bed for storylines, for plot points, for character changes, for various elements that may eventually make it into the media that costs like orders of magnitude more to produce. And I think this is also a compromise in that they know that there's been this clamoring to bring the old Republic back into Canon. And I think they're looking for a middle ground. So it's, it's interesting to see them doing this, but I'm curious what an impact it will have. If it's just going to be this isolated period of stuff that happened that doesn't impact the rest of the world. Mm Hmm. You know, it needs to have some impact. It needs to have some relevance to the universe for it to matter. And so hopefully they're considering that. Um, my second concern is with them calling this uh, interconnected, with them doing the comics. See, I got excited about comics because, you know, I have a Marvel Unlimited account. So six months after they're released, I can still read them because it costs a lot for me to keep up with comics and you know, my budget's very tight. So I I just wait to read the comics. Now I will have to buy the IDW comics if I want to read them, but that's a whole other thing. But how, how interconnected is this going to be? Because since we're having The books, the adult novels, the YA novels, they've also announced some middle grade novels and at least two comic series, how integrated is this going to be? And exactly how far out have they thought this idea? One of the other interesting notes from the announcement was that they called this phase one, which definitely gave shades of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe to this in that This is the first set of stories that are going to evolve to a crescendo. And then the next set is going to, you know, keep ramping up until they finish the story. not opposed to that. Some of my concerns are going to be, are mainly that the first book, the adult book that is coming out, and we'll talk about that more in a minute, is going to be the major event. And all of the other stories are kind of going to be reactions to it that it's going to be the Avengers, if you will, store movie, and then everything else is going to be the solo films to build up for the next Avengers movie. And that can be good. Marvel has shown that that is a model that works, that can work, that can be very interesting. But if they're going to be relying... This is my concern. If I'm going to have to read both the Marvel comics and the IDW comics in order to understand what happens in the next adult novel. If I'm going to have to read the middle grade novels and the YA novels, which I like Claudia Gray, so I'm probably going to read at least some of those anyway, but if I have to read those to understand, that's going to be a problem. So I, I hope they have this worked out. I hope they're doing it in a way that works kind of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where... You kind of don't have to see all the movies for the movies to make sense, but it helps. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm a little concerned about that. I'm more concerned that they're not planning a movie in this setting, mainly because while I feel like, yes, they're set on this as a thing that's going to happen. If Disney's not putting money or it, What I'm actually expecting an animated TV series. I think the next animated TV series is going to take place in the High Republic. Mm, I don't know. It it feels like Disney's heart's not in it. Having said all that, the artwork looks amazing. I'm really excited about the idea of the Jedi Knights of the Round Table, which is a phrase that they used a lot. I, I love Arthurian stories. I'm really curious to see how that works. There is one poster. That they released that looks like it has a second dark saber in it. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and the person I don't know if they're a Jedi or a Sith, they're wearing kind of hijab, almost a burqa, and they're holding what looks like a a dark saber, but it's not the dark saber. The hilt is different. so and there's a loth wolf. So I, I'm curious what this means. For the series, because if they're going to give an explanation as to why the dark is dark, I, I that could be interesting. That could be fun. But we don't know exactly who these characters are, or how this story is going to eventually play out. So we're um, as much as I love the artwork, and I really do the, oh, a Wookie Jedi. I am so so ready for that. You have no idea. And, you know, we see a lot of species that we're familiar with. We see some new species. I am a little concerned about the Nihil, which they are described as, one, the thing that the Jedi fear most, and that they're punk rock space Vikings. So, yeah. I'm really curious to see exactly how that's going to play out like exactly what that's going to look like in these stories themselves. Cause I, I don't want this to be an order versus chaos story. I, I have a feeling that we're eventually going to get a reveal that whoever the dark Lord of the Sith is at this period of time is secretly behind the Nihil and puppeteering them. But we'll see about that. I, I do think we're going to get some mention of the Sith because the thing that's going to be fun about this series is I, I really want the Sith to show up. I want them to have a role in this story, but the Jedi cannot know because the Jedi presume the Sith extinct because it's been hundreds of years. Now, this is 200 year, years before the events of the um, Phantom Menace, so maybe this is the event that made them believe that the Sith have been wiped out. Um, One thing that would be interesting here is if we see the rise of Darth Bane, if that's going to be part of the story of the Nihil, because I don't think a lot of Darth Bane's story has been brought into the new canon. I mean, I know there was the Darth Bane book, the trilogy, but that was before. That's all legends now. So it'll be interesting to see if the Rule of Two and all of that gets brought up and that this is why this they believe that the Sith have been destroyed that Darth Bane is going to kind of be the surviving Padawan of the current Sith master and blah 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 blah, blah. that would be interesting I think that would be a very interesting twist that this would explain why they believe the Sith were destroyed because while they brought a lot of attention to the Obi-Wan quote that for hundreds of for thousands of generations the um jedi knights were the guardians of peace and justice throughout the galaxy and kind of used that to kind of lead me and the rest of the people listening to this idea that this is kind of going to be like the lensmen or say the green lantern core or the nova core kind of stories but with jedi (laughs) which let's be honest there's very little difference between a jedi and a lensman but that's a whole topic for a completely different story. Read the Lensman if you haven't, you will find out where all of your current sci-fi came from. It's that series. Um, but yeah, I, I that's going to be there. I, I just don't want this to be like, cause when I think about the pirates on star Wars resistance, that fits the description of what we've gotten for of the Nihil so far in a way, cause they were kind of punk rock. I mean, Think about it. Almost every one of them kind of dressed in kind of punk fashion and had punk haircuts and tattoos and yeah, they were the ruffians of the galaxy and I get that that was much more of a kid's show but it's one of the things that never really played well for me is how the pirates they they never seemed like a threat because they were just uh, I hate to say this because it is a cartoon but they were overly cartoonish in their villainy and I just don't want this to be like, yeah, man, these ragtag people are just, like, evil, man. Because you get that in a lot of sci-fi. And I don't want them to... I really don't want them to remind me of anything from Mad Max. I think that's kind of the moral of the story here. I don't want the Nihil to remind me of anything from Mad Max. If they're, like, a villain from Mad Max fighting the Jedi, one that it's hard to see that as a credible threat because max doesn't have magic and the jedi do so i mean you throw a jedi into any of the mad max stories and that story is over in like five minutes because they pull their lightsaber they use the force well bam it's over we don't need another hero huzzah and i i I want there has to be something more to this and i'm excited to see what it is I'm curious to see what it is. I have a feeling that it's going to be the current Dark Lord of the Sith secretly working behind this organization, but we'll we'll have to see how that plays out. All in all, it looks really pretty, and I love me some Jedi, so I'm definitely going to be watching it. So, The first book in this series is going to be called Light of the Jedi, and it's coming out on August 25th. 2020 because we have to give everything a really long release window and it's written um, by Charles Soule and the description as it appears on the pre-order page simply says 200 years before the events of star Wars, the phantom menace in an era in the era of the glorious high Republic, the noble and wise Jedi Knights must face a frightening threat to themselves the galaxy, and the Force itself. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking of another thing that I've seen being put up around this all the time. We've never seen anything like this before, except for I read that, and my mind immediately goes to the Yuuzhan Vong. And they, they, they were a threat to the Force, to the galaxy, and to the Jedi themselves. And the New Jedi Order... I, I enjoyed a lot of the New Jedi Order stories. I didn't enjoy everything about it, but I did enjoy quite a few books in that era. I, I like the books that came out after it, Legacy of the Force, and all that. Those are great books. Um, but yeah, yeah. I I've seen this before. <laughs> it was the Yuuzhan Vong, and the only two things that I can think about is this is going to be their retelling of the story of Darth Nihilus. And I don't want that. I don't want I don't want that. I don't think anybody wants that. Because Darth Nihilus was a really boring villain in Knights of the Old Republic 2. Which was pushed out long before it was ever finished. And long before it ever should have been. It really needed like five more passes just to get the story right. Not to even to mention all the bugs that were in the game. Darth Nihilus, pretty character. Stupid story. Stupid story. And because we're talking about the villain being the Nihil, and there's something that they they fear, the Jedi fear, and that is a threat to the Force itself. Okay. So, I don't care. (laughs) I don't like that. I am frustrated. Now, having said that, here's my proposal. I'm going to try to spoil this series before it happens. Okay? Are you ready? One. This is probably going to be the series that brings Isla into the main Star Trek. I'm sorry, Star Wars canon. Why? Why did I say Star Trek? I have Picard on the brain. This is going to bring Isla into the Star Wars canon. Because, well, we see dead, stuffed Isla in Thrawn's cabin. So there's a hint that they exist, except for we don't get any of the whole they block the force thing. But it's going to be a threat to the force. My other theory is that what this story is actually going to be about is them explaining what happened on Mortis. We're going to see the rise of the son, the daughter, and the father. And that's going to be our Galahad. Except for gender flipped. And that's going to be a woman. And that's going to be the daughter. Our Mordred, who is going to be the son. And yeah, our King Arthur who will be the father and that they are going to bring balance to the force or the force will be annihilated. And we're going to get an explanation of that Mortis plot from the clone wars, which if you haven't watched, they're brilliant. They're wonderful. And that's actually how Anakin failed to bring balance to the force. He was supposed to take the role of the father. Yeah. So that's it. That's my current theory. Let's see if I'm right. We, we we will find out, <laughs> won't we? And the other reason why I say that is if you actually look at the light tower in the artwork, it reminds me of Mortis if it were open. Think about it. Anywho, that's my current theory. I would love to know yours. I'm excited about this series. I, I want it to be good. I, I can't wait to read the books. I'm curious about the comics. And we'll have to see. Let me know what you think. Down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short. Keep it clean. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on social media. I am C.E. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find links to everything that I do over at ProjectShadow.com. If you've got a dollar, you can pass my way. In the show notes, you'll find a link both to listener support and to my Patreon. It really does help out a lot. Um, Anything that you can do really, really would mean a lot to me right now. Thank you to everybody who already does that. If you don't have any money right now, or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right, no pressure. But if you know somebody that you think might like anything that I do, please share with them that helps out more than you know. Alrighty. Thank you for listening. And as always, don't forget to have the fun. Bye.